听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read。欢迎您收听轻松调频美文阅读 Morse Read。我是沈听，让我们在这里一起听美文学英语。More to read， 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote。I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. Nelson Mandela. 我明白了，勇气并不代表没有恐惧，而是战胜恐惧。勇敢的人不是不会恐惧的人，而是战胜了恐惧的人。纳尔逊·曼德拉。纳尔逊·曼德拉，一九一八年出生于南非的特兰斯凯，先后获得南非大学文学士和威特沃特斯兰德大学的律师资格，曾任非国大青年联盟全国书记、主席，于一九九四年至一九九九年间任南非总统，是首位黑人总统，被尊称为南非国父。在任职总统前，曼德拉是积极的反种族隔离人士。同时，也是非洲国民大会的武装组织“民族之矛”的领袖。当他领导反种族隔离运动时，南非法院以密谋推翻政府等罪名将他定罪。依据判决，曼德拉在牢中服刑了27年。1990年出狱后，转而支持调解与协商，并在推动多元族群民主的过渡期挺身领导南非。自种族隔离制度终结以来，曼德拉受到了来自各界的赞许，包括从前的反对者。2013年12月5日，曼德拉在约翰内斯堡的住所逝世，享年95岁。I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. Nelson Mandela. 我明白了，勇气并不代表没有恐惧，而是战胜恐惧。勇敢的人不是不会恐惧的人，而是战胜了恐惧的人。纳尔逊·曼德拉。Oh, tell me the truth about love, by W. H. Auden. Some say love's a little boy, and some say it's a bird. Some say it makes the world go around. 
Some say, that's absurd. And when I asked the man next door, who looked as if he knew, his wife got very cross indeed and said it wouldn't do. Does it look like a pair of pyjamas or the ham in a temperance hotel? Does its odour remind one of llamas? Or has it a comforting smell? Is it prickly to touch as a hedge is, or soft as eiderdown fluff? Is it sharp or quite smooth at the edges? Oh, tell me the truth about love. I looked inside the summer house. It wasn't over there. I tried the Thames at Maidenhead and Brighton's bracing air. I don't know what the blackbird sang or what the tulip said, but it wasn't in the chicken run or underneath the bed. Can it pull extraordinary faces? Is it usually sick on a swing? Does it spend all its time at the races or fiddling with pieces of string? Has it views of its own about money? Does it think patriotism enough? Are its stories vulgar but funny? Oh, tell me the truth about love. Your feelings when you meet it, I am told you can't forget. I've sought it since I was a child, but haven't found it yet. I'm getting on for 35, and still I do not know what kind of creature it can be that bothers people so. When it comes, will it come without warning? Just as I'm picking my nose, will it knock on my door in the morning, or tread in the bus on my toes? Will it come like a change in the weather? Will its greeting be courteous or bluff? Will it alter my life altogether? Oh, tell me the truth about love. Oh, 什么是爱情的真谛？W.H.奥登。有人说，爱是只小鸟。有人说，爱会转动地球。有人却说，这是荒唐无聊。可是当我请教邻居的时候，他似乎已经知晓，但他太太却勃然大怒，说他什么都不
，还是像摸到鹅绒那么松软无比？它的边缘是光滑还是尖利？哦，请告诉我什么是爱情的真谛。我到避暑山庄里去寻找，可它并不在那里。我找了美登海德的泰晤士河，也试了布里顿令人振奋的空气。我听不懂黑色小鸟的歌唱，也不知道玫瑰在说什么东西。可是它既不在养鸡场里，更不在我的床底。它会做出独特的鬼脸，还是一上秋千就晕得昏天黑地？它整天沉迷于赛马，还是在琴弦上演奏哆来咪？他对金钱有没有自己的看法？还是肯用足够时间去考虑爱国主义。他的故事有趣好笑，还是无聊低级？哦，请告诉我什么是爱情的真谛。有人告诉我，一旦将他遇到，那种感觉我一定不会忘掉。我从小一直在寻找，可至今却还没找到。现在我已快三十五了，但是我还是并不知道，到底它是怎样的一种生物，会让每个人都那么计较。当他来到的时候，是否毫无预兆，就像我想挖挖鼻子？他会不会在早上敲我的前门，还是会在公共汽车上踩痛我的脚趾？他会不会像天气变化那么来的出其不意？他的祝贺是虚情假意，还是礼貌客气？他会不会根本上改变我的生活？哦，请告诉我，什么是爱情的真谛？我们刚刚听到的这首诗歌 ，Oh, tell me the truth about love. Oh, 请告诉我什么是爱情的真谛。出自美国著名诗人 W.H. 奥登。英文版本由我的同事 Mark Griffith 为您朗读。中文版本由轻松调频的主持人小斐为您朗诵，由徐家珍翻译。威斯坦修奥登出生于1907年。1973年去世，美国诗人，是继托马斯·艾略特之后最重要的英语诗人。奥登和艾略特是20世纪英语诗歌的两位巨人，可以说是大西洋两岸最负盛名的英语诗人。人们也经常会将两人相提并论。两人都是大学里的才子，除了写诗，还都是文章高手，都出自故国的最高学府。艾略特就读于哈佛大学。奥登则毕业于牛津大学。有意思的是，奥登最初主修的是生物学，而艾略特一直主攻哲学。同样有趣的是，艾略特出生在美国， 2 6岁时移居伦敦，并加入了英国籍。奥登则是出生在英国，在32岁时移居纽约，并加入了美国籍。还有一个对诗人来说并不常见的事实是，艾略特在英国皈依了天主教。
，而奥登则在美国皈依了新教。More to read， 文字的世界，用心用心聆听。Beauty of words。托马斯·德·昆西，英国著名的散文家和批评家，他的作品华美与归奇兼具，激情与舒缓并蓄，可以说是英国浪漫主义文学中的代表性作品。德昆西写了很多散文作品，题材涉及文学、哲学、神学、政治学等领域。那么，在今天的节目中呢，我就为大家选读一篇由德昆西所写的文章《The Literature of Knowledge and the Literature of Power》。中文版本由轻松调频的主持人念希为您朗读，由刘炳善翻译。The literature of knowledge and the literature of power. 知识的文学与力量的文学 What is it that we mean by literature? Popularly and amongst the thoughtless, it is held to include everything that is printed in a book. Little logic is required to disturb that definition. The most thoughtless person is easily made aware that in the idea of literature. One essential element is some relation to a general and common interest of man, so that what applies only to a local or professional, or merely personal interest, even though presenting itself in the shape of a book, will not belong to literature. So far, the definition is easily narrowed, and it is as easily expanded. For not only is much that takes a station in books not literature. But inversely, much that really is literature never reaches a station in books. 我们说的文学到底指的是什么呢？不用心思的人通常认为，它同指一切印在书上的东西。这样一个定义，用不着什么逻辑就能推翻，因为再粗心的人也很容易看出，在文学这个概念里。一个基本要素是和人类普遍的共同的某项利益有关，因此，那些仅仅适用于某一地区、某一职业或者某一狭隘个人利益的东西，即使以书本形式公之于世，也不能算是文学。如此说来，定义的内涵不难加以收缩，不过它也同样不难加以扩充，因为。一方面，许多业已跻身书籍之林的东西并不能算是文学；另一方面，也有许多的确属于文学的东西并未印成书本。The weekly sermons of Christendom, that vast pulpit literature which acts so extensively upon the popular mind, to warn, to uphold, to renew, to comfort, to alarm. Does not attain the sanctuary of libraries in the ten thousandth part of its extent. The drama, again, as for instance the finest part of Shakespeare's plays in England, and all leading Athenian plays in the noontide of the Attic stage, operated as a literature on the public mind, and were, according to the strictest letter of that term, published through the audiences that witnessed their representation some time before they were published as things to be read. And they were published in this cynical mode of publication with much more effect than they could have had as books during ages of costly copying or of costly printing.
譬如说，基督教国家里每周必有的布道词，那规模庞大的教堂文学，它告诫着、鼓舞着、提醒着、警告着人们，广泛的影响着民众的心灵。但是在它当中，能够在那些书籍的圣堂里占有一席之地的，却达不到它那总数的万分之一。还有戏剧。例如，英国莎士比亚最优秀的剧作，以及在雅典鼎盛时期的希腊戏剧代表制作，在他们作为供阅读的剧本发表之前，早就在亲眼看到演出的观众面前发表过。从“发表”一词最严格的字面意义来说，作为一种文学力量，在公众心灵上产生过影响。而且，这种通过舞台形式的发表，较之后来他们成为传抄的或印刷的珍贵书册，影响要大得多。Books, therefore, do not suggest an idea coextensive and interchangeable with the idea of literature, since much literature, scenic, forensic, or didactic, as from lecturers and public orators, may never come into books. And much that does come into books may connect itself with no literary interest. But a far more important correction, applicable to the common vague idea of literature, is to be sought not so much in a better definition of literature as in a sharper distinction of the two functions which it fulfils. 这么说来，书籍和文学这两个概念，并不表示着同样久远的含义，也不可以互相替代。因为，不少属于文学的东西，包括戏剧、论辩和教会，例如讲学、演说之类，也许从不收入书本；而许多印成书本的东西，又可能和文学趣味丝毫无涉。但是，为了纠正关于文学所普遍存在的这种模糊观念，与其设法为文学寻求一个贴切的定义。倒不如把文学所起的两种作用划分个清清楚楚。In that great social organ which collectively we call literature, there may be distinguished two separate offices that may blend and often do so, but capable severally of a severe insulation, and naturally fitted for reciprocal repulsion. There is first the literature of knowledge. And secondly, the literature of power. The function of the first is to teach. The function of the second is to move. The first is a rudder. The second, an oar or a sail. The first speaks to the mere discursive understanding. The second speaks ultimately, it may happen, to the higher understanding or reason, but always through affections of pleasure and sympathy. Remotely, it may travel toward an object seated in what Lord Bacon calls dry light, but proximately, it does and must operate, else it ceases to be a literature of power, on and through that humid light which clothes itself in the mists and glittering iris of human passions, desires, and genial emotions. 在那从总体来说，我们叫做文学的重大社会官能中，可以分辨出两种不同的职司，他们之间常常混淆不清。然而分别论之，又是截然不同，而且天然互相排斥的。
。这就是说，一方面具有知识的文学，另一方面又有力量的文学。前者旨在教育，后者旨在感染。前者是惰，后者是讲或翻。前者仅仅诉诸人的推论的悟性，后者。则往往，而且总是通过人的喜乐之情、恻隐之心，从根本上诉诸人的高级悟性及理性。远远望去，他似乎是穿过培根爵士所谓明镜的理智之光而到达某一客体。近处看来，才知他只有通过人的七情六欲、喜怒哀乐所交织成的茫茫迷雾、闪闪彩虹。且处于在那明灭之间，带着一点蒙蒙水汽的幽光，才能发挥它本来应有的作用，否则它就不成其为力量的文学了。Men have so little reflected on the higher functions of literature as to find it a paradox if one should describe it as a mean or subordinate purpose of books to give information. But this is a paradox only in the sense which makes it honourable to be paradoxical. Whenever we talk in ordinary language of seeking information or gaining knowledge, we understand the words as connected with something of absolute novelty. But it is the grandeur of all truth which can occupy a very high place in human interests that it is never absolutely novel to the meanest of minds. It exists eternally by way of germ or latent principle in the lowest as in the highest, needing to be developed but never to be planted. To be capable of transplantation is the immediate criterion of a truth that ranges on a lower scale. 大家对于文学的这种高尚作用想的太少，所以有人若把提供知识说成不过是书籍的一种平庸而次要的作用。大家就认为那是一种自相矛盾的奇谈，但是奇谈归奇谈，这句似乎自相矛盾的话里仍有大可玩味之处。当我们用通常的语言谈到寻求知识、获得学问的时候，我们总是把这句话和某种完全新奇的事物联系起来。然而，在人类视野中能够占有崇高地位的一切真理，其所以伟大。就在于，他哪怕对于最微见者来说，也绝不是完全新奇的。他在最高贵者和最卑贱者的心灵中，作为一种思想的萌芽，潜藏心底的天然原则，都永恒存在着。他需要不断的发展，但永远不会被取而代之，因为能被其他东西所取代，乃是判断某种低级真理的一条无可怀疑的准绳。Besides which, there is a rarer thing than truth, namely power, or deep sympathy with truth. What is the effect, for instance, upon society of children, by the pity, by the tenderness, and by the peculiar modes of admiration which connect themselves with the helplessness, with the innocence, and with the simplicity of children? Not only are the primal affections strengthened and continually renewed. By the qualities which are dearest in the sight of heaven, the frailty, for instance, which appeals to forbearance, the innocence which symbolizes the heavenly, and the simplicity which is most alien from the worldly, are kept up in perpetual remembrance. 
and their ideals are continually refreshed. 此外，还有一种东西比真理更为神奇，那就是力量，或者说对真理的深切感应。譬如，想一想儿童对于社会的影响吧。由于儿童的幼弱无依、天真无邪、淳朴无伪而引起的种种特殊的赞叹怜爱之情。不仅使人的至情至性不断的得到巩固和更新，而且由于脆弱唤醒了宽容，天真象征着天堂，淳朴远离于世俗，因此，这些在上帝面前最可宝贵的品质也就经常受到意念，对他们的理想便可不断的重温。A purpose of the same nature is answered by the higher literature. Viz the literature of power. What do you learn from Paradise Lost? Nothing at all. What do you learn from a cookery book? Something new, something that you did not know before in every paragraph. But would you therefore put the wretched cookery book on a higher level of estimation than the divine poem? What you owe to Milton is not any knowledge. Of which a million separate items are still but a million of advancing steps on the same earthly level. What you owe is power, that is, exercise and expansion to your own latent capacity of sympathy with the infinite, where every pulse and each separate influx is a step upward, a step ascending as upon a Jacob's ladder from earth to mysterious altitudes above the earth. 高级的文学。及力量的文学，作用与此相类。从《失乐园》，你能学到什么知识呢？什么也学不到。从一本食谱里，又能学到什么呢？从每一段都能学到你过去所不知道的某种新知识。然而，在平定甲乙的时候，难道你会因此把这本微不足道的食谱看得比那部超凡入圣的诗篇还高明吗？我们从米尔顿那里学来的并不是知识，因为知识，哪怕有一百万条，也不过是在尘俗的地面上开步一百万次罢了。而米尔顿所给予我们的是力量，也就是说，运用自己潜在的感应能力，向着无限的领域扩张。在那里，每一下脉动，每一次注入，都意味着上升一步。好似沿着雅各的天梯，从地面一步一步登上那奥秘莫测的苍穹。All the steps of knowledge, from first to last, carry you further on the same plane, but could never raise you one foot above your ancient level of earth. Whereas the very first step in power is a flight, is an ascending movement into another element where earth is forgotten. 知识的一切步伐，从开始到终结，只能在同一水平面上将人往前运载，但却无法使人从原来的地面上提高一步。然而，力量所抬出的第一步就是飞升，就是飞向另一种境界，在那里，尘世的一切全被忘却。感谢您收听今天的美文阅读节目。
您也可以通过云听 App 在线实时收听美文阅读以及轻松调频的其他节目，并随时聆听节目回放。想要查看美文阅读节目文稿，欢迎您访问网站 radio.cgtn.com， 找到美文阅读板块即可。今天的节目就到这儿，我是沈听，我们明天见。